Hey everyone, how you doing? As promised, episode number three is a good one. We're going to tie it in with episode number two. How you doing, Jonathan? I'm doing great. This is an, this is a fun topic, so let's jump into it. Yeah, this is the one that I wanted to ask you about. I just want to set the stage because I see problems, but I don't live in this world, so I very easily could be wrong. I think we've been living in an environment for 20 years where interest rates have generally been on the downtrend, right? Lower. It's not always lower, but generally speaking, they're lower than the year before. I see a real risk that the next decade, it changes and re- interest rates go up. Cost of capital goes up. It, in my world, my simple mind, that impacts uh, cap rates and it impacts values uh, You know, when, when people go back to refi. And the one thing that your commercial finance you know, have benefited from, myself included, every time I did a refi, my rate was lower, mm-hmm. right? And I own several apartment buildings. And I don't think that's going to be true in three, five, seven years. I think if I do another refi, because I have to, I think the rate will be higher. And I just don't know how big of an impact that might be. So I just wanted to ask somebody who's in that market, what are your thoughts? What do you think? What do you see in interest rate risk? Well, so let's, let's talk, let's sort of divide this up into two parts. The first part being what happens if interest rates go up. Okay. And then the second part being how likely do we think it is that the interest rates will go up? Okay. So let's talk, about, let's talk about what the impact is first. The impact of rising interest rates is definitely lower values, right? Uh, it, well, yes, lower, it's going to be lower cap rates, which is, sorry, higher cap rates, right? right. And lower values. Mm-hmm. If you've got rent growth, it may offset it. But just generally speaking, all things being equal, you know, and I'm not talking about like a quarter point interest yeah, rate. Yeah, no, significant. We're talking about like, if interest rates go up a point, you know, two points, yes. not a lot, right? Especially if you're starting out where we are now, where they're historically low, mm-hmm. they'd still be historically low if they go up by a couple of points. Uh, but if that happens, it will force cap rates higher because the if you get into a situation where your interest rate is higher than the cap rate, it means you have negative leverage. And yep. what that means is you actually make less money the more you borrow, right? So um, your return on equity is lower, right? Because your because your cost of capital is higher, and that will, you know, I guess that would reward people who would have the ability to pay in cash, right? In that situation, but most people can't do that, right? Most people who are buying an apartment building have to finance it. Mm-hmm. You know, they have to finance between fifty and eighty percent of the cost of the purchase. So if that's the only way that they can buy, and they have to pay interest they're just going to offer less money because they will not make enough money, right? Or maybe not be able to make any money. You know, if interest rates go up enough at certain asking prices, you'll literally be losing money uh, if you buy the building, yep. right? You'll be paying cash out of pocket every month to support this building. So that will force prices uh, to go down. Um, so now obviously if you're kind of holding this for a long time and you've had rent growth, the growth in, you know, the function the function for to price an apartment building is uh, the NOI, which is the net operating income. So that's everything that you pay for the building before your, you know, your debt service and your capital expenses. So your net, your operating income divided by the cap rate, right? So mm-hmm. the the lower the cap rate, the higher that is, right? The higher the cap rate, the lower that is, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, when you um, It'll just, if you have enough NOI growth over the time, so if you bought, let's say you bought, you know, 10 years before you have the interest rate rise, 
you've had 10 years of rent growth, you've grown your NOI, you're probably going to be okay, right? You'll probably kind of even out when you have to refinance. Mm -hmm. The real problem is going to be for people with shorter term debt uh, who bought, you know, higher up in the market, you know, higher in the market cycle and didn't have enough time to get NOI growth, or if they have to refinance where they get the double whammy of, you know, reduced rents uh-huh. and higher interest rates. Yeah. And that is basically like the time when you just say to the bank, like, hey, here are the keys. Yeah. Kiss of death, it's right? Your, here you your, go. It's your problem now. So uh, that's, that, that's what happens when you have higher, higher interest rates. Now, addressing the second part of this problem, where do we think interest rates are going to go from here? Well, like most everything else, it's kind of unclear. There are competing forces at work right now. Right. So one is one force that would argue in favor of higher interest rates is inflation. Right. If we have if we get a lot of inflation as a result of all the stimulus money, then we will the the, Fed, the the banks, the central banks will have to step in and raise interest rates to stem it because they will not want to get into a hyperinflation situation and, you know, have like Weimar Germany or you know, Latin America in the 1980s or whatever. They're not going to want that situation. Or even frankly, you know, in the United States, we basically about, you know, in the 70s, what was like 12, 13 point percent on, you know, mm-hmm. inflation was about the, the tolerance that, that mm-hmm. Americans had for inflation. Yeah. And the, the Fed stepped in and raised interest rates to 20% just broke. to kill inflation. Yep. And just broke, in, broke the back of inflation, caused a very bad recession as a result. But they had basically the political will to do it and they did the right thing, right? Mm-hmm. So that could happen again, although who knows if we still have the political will to do that. I, I, that's a question mark, like whether, whether yeah. any Fed chairman has the balls of a Paul Volcker, Volcker to step in and do it, you know, uh, or if you're gonna wind up with like, you know, the president doing like Trump was doing and constantly basically call, you know, trying to- Threaten jobs, yeah. Yeah. Threaten, you know, threaten them. Um, Powell. Powell, yes, into keeping rates low, right? Mm-hmm. And because he was worried about the impact on his own reelection, you know, campaign if unemployment went up. So um, we'll see. We could, you know, politically, we could wind ourselves, you know, into a really bad hyperinflation situation yeah. because, and all, Wall Street obviously would scream if interest rates go up even a little bit. Yeah. They're so le- they're, so many companies are so leveraged, right? Yeah. So there, that might work against it. The other thing is, well, look, if we have a, a big recession, then the knee-jerk reaction is lower interest rates some more to try to stimulate the economy. That's kind of why we're in the situation we're in now with interest rates as low as they are, because every time there's a recession, you know, the Fed has decided we are not allowed to have recessions anymore. Right. So they keep on lowering interest rates to try to avoid them. Uh, it's really in the long term, very bad for the economy to continually, you know, not let any of the dead wood get burned up, you know, not allow the creative destruction to happen. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's very short-sighted, but that's where we are. So it's, I, it's hard for me to pro- prognosticate sort of which, whether we're gonna get interest rate increases or not, or inflation or not. The other thing to consider too, is that, you know, when they calculate inflation, they don't calculate every single human being's most, you know, most impactful cost, which is their rent or their mortgage, yeah. right? 
They don't factor that in. That's where people are really feeling it, but the CPI doesn't include it, which I think is insane. I mean, we would have a very different economy if the CPI included housing costs um, that we would have, we would never have gotten to the low interest rates that we have now if that were the case. Yeah. And, and they don't, they don't include, the Fed does not look at like, you know, the stock market being overvalued or the housing market, you know, house prices or apartment prices being overvalued as being a problem. Uh, again, I think this is kind of nuts. Um, we should have learned our lesson from 2008, but we didn't. Um, and they never step in to stop kind of rampant speculation when interest rates are driving it, you know, and they've caused the interest rates to be so low. Yeah. You know, the other thing is that we're, unless we solve our budget deficit problems, you know, <laughs> exactly. the, the, that, that keeps interest rates low because the yeah. government can't fund, it, fund itself with higher interest rates, right? Yeah. So that also, you know, argues in favor of interest rates staying low. I mean, I think, frankly, what's go my prognostication on this is what's going to happen is that um, interest rates will stay low until low interest rates cause a, 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 a major catastrophe mm. and that, that, that more low interest rates can't solve, right? So I'm talking like Great Depression level, oh, no. you know, because what else is going to happen, right? There's no yeah. political will to raise it. I mean, look what happened when the Fed very responsibly tried to raise interest rates in 18, two yeah. years ago. Yeah. You know, they raised them a little bit and the stock market went bananas, right? Wall Street went, lost its mind and, the, and put pressure on, you know, and it just goes to show actually what will happen if the Fed raises rates and it causes asset prices to decline, they'll lower rates again yeah. when they should be doing the opposite, right? They don't, they, that's the stuff that in our economy, that's where the inflation goes and they have no desire whatsoever to stop it. And frankly, all of their friends are the ones picking up the phone and screaming at them saying, you can't do this, right? Because yeah. they all came from Wall Street. So yeah. I think we will basically continue the, the printing money, big budget deficits, low interest rates cycle until it creates the kind of catastrophe that more interest rate cuts can't solve. And then probably at that point get some kind of massive hyperinflation that will finally force the Fed's hand and then we will have major austerity mm. and we're gonna have like, so I don't really know how you fight that off because I think every asset will be affected by that. You know, rentals will be affected by that. There's no, prote basically there's no, right. there's no protection from that. Like maybe, maybe having gold is all I can think of, you know, but like there's no hard assets that are, or, you know, real estate that has no debt on it. Mm -hmm. Right. Or, you know, stuff like that. Maybe yeah. that will work, but I don't know what else protects you from that. So yeah, a couple of grow, thoughts, grow your, own food. <laughs> grow your own food. A couple of things as you went through that, I was thinking about, we'll wrap up this episode because we both have hard stops. One, uh, Janet Yellen's not Paul Volcker. She's, she likes to spend. I don't see her having, um, she's not shown any, any will to, to do the hard stuff. And, and we've, we've, we knew her as, as, as the fed chair and now as, as treasury secretary. So I think we, I think we know that answer. She's not going to do it. Uh, then we have inflation. I think inflation is more rampant already. And that's before the economy gets going. Just look at commodities, right? Copper is at a eight or nine year high oils higher than it's been. 
uh, anything to do with construction from a two by four to a, a, a sheet of plywood is up gargantuan percentage. Food costs are already up. I think, I think inflation is here. I think the government, the CPI, it's kind of like, I think the CPI index and U3 are, are, are just about as useless in this environment, right? They've the always been so bad, but they're bad. Yeah, but some of those things that you mentioned are kind of, they're sort of time limited, right? They're not, Maybe. I mean, you know, because a lot of them have to do with supply sure. problems, yeah. right? And so like food costs are up because you've got factory workers who are not there because of COVID, right? Mm -hmm. Or they can't, they can't produce as much because of COVID. Same thing with like, Wood, and yeah. with like with construction, you've got the double whammy of like this huge spike in demand suddenly yeah. combined with supply chain issues, right? Mm -hmm. So that's a double whammy. So some of these things are not like- Transitory, yeah. Yeah, they're like they will, like the supply chain issues will get solved and supply will increase and the market will work and prices will go down. But that's not the same thing as like when you had, you know, the wage, mm -hmm. wage price spiral where wages are going up. Yep. Everybody's got more money to spend. So they're competing, more dollars are competing for the same thing. Yeah. That's, that's different than a supply True. side issue. So, but I, but I, so I, that specifically, I think is maybe not such an issue, but, but I do agree with you that there's a lot of money sloshing around in the system mm -hmm. and it's going to, it's got to go somewhere. Got to go somewhere. And it's going to have an impact. Um, and, and I'm not sure that the Fed is going to address things like we basically got to have some belt tightening yep. and, and, and kind of bite the bullet a little bit and, you know, let, let the markets work and stuff. But the interest, you know, the other thing too, that, you know, I don't hear a lot of people talking about this, but how on earth are people supposed to you know, like survive or sort of save for retirement, save for old age, save for college with, with interest rates? With yeah, but, no kidding. Like you, there's no, you know, the only way is to hopefully like be able to get onto the speculative, you know, asset boom and hope that it doesn't crash before you need the money. Yeah. Right. Because you can't just save money and have it working for you. Right. Yeah. In a, in a, in a relatively risk, you know, in a relatively low risk way, like with bonds or with real estate or what have you. So uh, it's, it's just, you know, we've kind of created a disaster situation, but yeah. Well, with that, we will uh, close out episode number three. These were all fun. Uh, Jonathan, you have a great week and we'll talk next Thursday. Yep. See you next week. Yep.